goal! Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! Eat that! And another! Bing Bang sticking in! Thank you and good night! What? That was liquid football! Uh, Shit! Did you see that? It's Royal Friends of Money Madness and welcome to the That Was Liquid Football podcast. Me, that was a delayed reaction. Wow. Uh, you can, you can, you can here, fucking you know. edit that out. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep my pause in. I want to get that pause even longer. <laughs> fucking hell, that's. Anyway, so. Yeah, you're just going to sound like you're talking again? to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit all of you out. And just... See, there's no FDS anymore, so I'm just. I'm all confused and discombobulated. Yeah, that's clearly what it is. <laughs> even though we've been calling it a Liverpool Football Podcast since the start, Neil. <laughs> Look at that deformed Malteser. Ew, oh my god. Can't yeah. even roll it. Anyway. Oh, you ate the fucking weird Malteser. It looked like Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like Maddie Longstaff. Like... <laughs> we'll get to that. Looks like he tried to chew it first. Yeah, I'll come in now. <laughs> so, we've just finished watching Newcastle United. Uh, versus Man United, I should say. <laughs> so, we'll get to that in due course. But, a bit of housekeeping first of all. You might have noticed we didn't have an extra time show uh, last time out, last two weeks ago. Uh, so we've decided to change up the way we're doing these podcasts. Still going to be bi-weekly. But the way we're going to be doing it is how we did it last week, where we basically do all of our review, football reviews in one episode, which is, going to, which is going to be called The Rundown from now on. And then we're going to have our, as it were, our actual Liquid Football podcast, where we have all of our fun gimmicks and segments and giving outs and all that sort of stuff. And that'll be coming out on the Wednesday. So... You're hopefully listening to this on Mondays, and then you'll be uh, listening to the proper football podcast with jokes and, you know, sick memes and giving out and all this sort of stuff in between. Dank memes. Dank memes on Dank the Wednesdays. Dank memes. Hmm. All depends on how the edit goes, but hopefully you're using this on time. And hopefully you'll be better uh, enjoying experiences as well, because we'll be, you know, full of energy, full of alcohol, and full of just... Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. That looks like Harry Maguire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying it didn't add much to the experience, so uh, you didn't lose out on anything, you know? Just saying. If you vomit that, mid-podcast, then yeah. we, we know, know what that was. That's, yeah. that's when Rachel is happiest, when she's filled Harry Maguire's chocolate. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, let's get cracking, guys, with the premiere. Kind of noise as well. Yeah. <laughs> You're happy. And, and I'm, I'm, the one, I'm the one that made it weird. <laughs> you didn't see the basketball motion there, lads. Anyway. Let's get cracking with the Premier League Rundown. Woo!
So, we're going to get cracking first with uh, match day 7, uh, which started off with a 1-0 win for Liverpool against the overlapping centre-backs, Sheffield United. Um, we got away with this. Yeah. Well yeah. and truly got away with this, um, which is kind of the theme with the last two weeks. For a lot of teams. Yeah, a little bit. Um, like, Sheffield had, our, had a game plan and played it really, really well. Um, for whatever whatever reason, we just we had chances, obviously, but uh, I think Firmino hit the post and Mane hit the post as well. But whatever way they have stuff set up at Sheffield, it's very hard to get between their lines because you always have somebody in a space. Overlapping. Which is yeah. hilarious when you consider, like, oh, I can't get between the lines. The centre-back's in our box. Mm. How the fuck can you not get in between? Oh, wait, but there's other people there. But that's the thing. It's because they, they've done it. It's because, yeah, it's because they've played a back five. They basically have, like, a redundant defender so they can just move them anywhere, almost like a sweeper in a way. It's a kind of a nice little rehash of it. Um, they didn't do much like, going forward as such. They did have a, one or two chances towards the end. But um, like I said, it was, a, it was a fairly lucky goal. Um, Dean Henderson fumbled it across the line from one album shot. And yeah, it was just it's the type of games we need to win ugly to, to sustain the championship challenge, you know? Yeah. And it, it'll be one of those games where like... Well, they do say that's a proper mark of a champion. Though. Yeah. You have, you have the ability to win ugly. Exactly, yeah. And that's, that's definitely win ugly, like. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we'll get on to uh, how the rest of our week went after that, because that was probably the most, in- most dull fucking game of the weekend for us. Yeah. Of the week, so... Moving on, um, this game certainly wasn't dull. Bournemouth 2, West Ham 2. This was good fucking fun. Um, just both teams just having at it. Two of them, I suppose, I guess you call them surprise packages of the season. Would we go that far? No. No. No? Okay, that's fair. At, at least so, well, West Ham are surprised in that they're doing really, really badly. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of respect for Pellegrini. I don't think he'll do anything there, really. Mm. Yes, yeah, I suppose it might be a bit of a dead end job, but people are saying, "Oh, they'll they'll push the top six. Don't see them doing that at all." Mm. I suppose the the results haven't gone their way really. In <laughs> like like it, it's weird. Like they have a really decent team, but it's always that same thing where like they'll they get so far and then they're just all like, "Oh, we we lost two on the Palace at home, yeah. and we should have won that," you know. And they I don't have f- the ability to play really well and get results out of nowhere. And then yeah. they also have the ability to lose to Palace at home. And it's like, what? Like, they would be as inconsistent as Everton are. And sure yeah, it's, it's, that, it's a very I similar phenomenon. I'd say Everton have been really, really consistent. At being inconsistent? No, they're At being shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Everton fans, but it's true. You, you know it yourselves. No, oh, yeah, you're getting it this week. Yeah. Um, although it's... I think the, I think the main reason West Ham have been doing so well is because Yarmolenko's been back and he's added a lot to their attack. But even then, th- there's some players that are kind of anonymous in the team. Like Felipe Anderson has been very quiet this season. I thought like even I watched the game there against uh, Palace last night, and he just wasn't doing much. Like he didn't he didn't seem to have a role in the team, you know. And you think like with him with Haller and Yarmolenko there, he'd have a field day feel like spraying passes to them. But he was just so deep, and it's just it just doesn't make sense. Um. So, I'll move on then to uh, Chelsea 2, Brighton 0. Uh, pretty much a routine result for Chelsea. They've just cracked on and seem to have really... Yeah, they decided not to capitulate like hilariously anymore, which is kind of sad. And I think it's the first clean sheet of the season as well, which is mad. As far as I can remember. I think they've conceded most games and this is the only one that they haven't. Yeah, I think that might be. I think so, yeah. I don't have that on the sad attack, by the way, so that's why I'm double-checking. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like it, it, it was a quite, for, quite in the first half. Uh, the Jorginho penalty very much just cracked the, both teams open. Yeah. Um, Brighton are kind of funny because uh, they're starting to play a lot of young players now. Like They have like Aaron Connolly, who we'll get to later on, and mm-hmm. this young lad, Alzate, 
who they had on loan last season. And there's a lot of hope for him. He played very well against uh, Newcastle. Uh, where did he get my loan from? Uh, I think he was at Swindon. All right. I think so. I know Aaron. I know Connolly was at uh, Luton because they got promoted yeah. to the Championship. But he was only a bit player there. But um, yeah, a fairly routine result. Um, Chelsea are just. I think they just seem to have got their act together. And to me, they got their act together a lot earlier than I thought they would. The flying ain't quite under the radar because nobody's really paying attention to. Them. Yeah, I think that, I think so. Like a lot of people are looking more at the, the disasters and everywhere else. And Chelsea are one of the few few teams that kind of have their shit together. But they're still quite naive and heady play. It's weird. They're still an entertaining watch. But they're not well, quite there. Their 4 0 loss to Manchester United was very entertaining. It was quite entertaining, to be fair. <laughs> we were there for that. I, that think, was good. I think we had kind of called that they'd be an utter, <clears throat> utter, complete disaster. And the fact that they aren't is just kind of upsetting to us. It's very upsetting. Yeah. I think the thing, the thing is, like, they have enough going forward to compensate for how weak they are at the back. But kind even, of the Arsenal method, I think. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> just like victory over supplier from superior <laughs> but, firepower, like. Yeah, but they actually seem to have coherent passing, whereas that, and we'll get onto that. Yeah, <laughs> and like I said, it, it kind of goes. We, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting <laughs> the fact that teasing my feelings. <laughs> Marble teasers. Not even ah. that. It's not even that, but the fact that like they're actually playing the youth players and it's working out. They have to. Yeah, but they have, and that's fine. But it just turns out that the youth players are a lot better than anybody thought because. Yeah. We'd never seen them ever play for Chelsea before. <laughs> yeah. Well, apart from, like, unlikely, unlikely we never will again. Well, the only one that was playing was Hudson and Doyle, and I think that was by accident. Like, yeah. Sari last year just went, Who's that? Get off the pitch. Where's Pedro? Pedro! <laughs> anyway. Hudson um, Odoi, I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> Your mum. <laughs> oh, Torrachilles. Oh, dear. What mm. shame. Anyway, off to Juve with me. So, this game then was between the two winless teams in the league, but that changed uh, after this. Wolves 2, Watford 0. No, Rachel, right? Wolves <laughs> okay. are the orange ones. Yeah. Watford are the yellow ones. Yeah. Right. Go, match analysis. Um, Watford, we drew with them. That's, that's quite, that's best, correct. That's their best result of the season so far. Yes. And Wolves are fucking flying it. Yeah. They have. Uh, as I could have maybe predicted, I can't remember. You didn't. Because I don't know which one I picked. You said either. Wolves are getting relegated and Watford were sixth. <sighs> you think you got them like, mixed up. Yeah, but like, I'm almost right. No. Like on her mind, table, they're interchangeable. In my mind, that they're That doesn't make her correct. That doesn't validate her points. I give myself the marks. Yeah, well, you do that and we'll mark it properly. <laughs> you live in your I own fantasy world. I make my own marking scheme here. <laughs> I reject your reality. <laughs> and substitute for my own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, Watford are just... It's weird. I know they've only come back off an 8-0 loss. So anything be- like beneath that is not, is, isn't too bad. But... They just didn't have much fight. Like they, I think they're still trying to be like more defensively solid. So they are sacrificing a lot of their attack. It was funny. Think... It was the same thing. I kind of watched this match as well. Mm. And when I saw Watford going to 2-0 down, I kind of jokingly thought in my head the same thing as when the City results were coming in. Yeah. And when Watford were 2-0 down, I was like, oh, watch out, City. Here's where they're most dangerous when they're 2-0 down. <laughs> and in both cases, yeah. nah, no, just... not the case. <laughs> I think the I think the problem is the I, I, I never thought I'd say this but they they are actively missing Dini up front because they don't really seem to have anything I know they have Gray and Success and all these other great good decent strikers but they don't have a talisman is the problem. The well, thing is that they're front forward all their forwards they need people to play off of. Mm. You can't just do it and they need, they need somebody to the link up play. Yeah, the team's built around Team Dini. Unfortunately, I don't know why you would do such a thing. But it's mm. built mostly around Dini. So without him there, it doesn't actually function correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. 
And it's very, very much. And you can't play Arsenal every week in, week out, and expect the other team to shoot the shit themselves in the foot. Well, they have to play Spurs eventually, <laughs> don't they? Shitting in their feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has happened before. It's happened Perfect before. analogy for Spurs is shitting in your feet. Mm-hmm. I was I I could have that as a podcast title, but I don't think that would fly. <laughs> so I think that, would, that would, might have some sort of censor. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of Spurs, uh, their match is up next. A two-one win against Southampton. Um, that doesn't tell the whole story though, because Serge Aurier, um, genius Serge Aurier, just not we're just he's just on a different level to us. Um, booked in twenty seventh minute and got a second yellow card four minutes later. Oh, absolutely. And Spurs were down to ten men for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. He's a smart boy. Yeah, well, it's see, the funny thing boy. is, is right. You consider this right. Mm. They went in down to ten men and won two one against. A fairly low scoring team. A quite weak Southampton team. Quite weak Southampton yeah. team. We went down to 10 men against Villa mm. and still won that game. And this was Spurs doggedly digging in and getting a well deserved win. Whereas Arsenal were clinging on by the end of it, apparently. Mm. It's like, what the fuck, lads? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it, I know it's a bit different, but... The, the media loving for Spurs wrecks our fucking heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that's not very clear already. It's, it's, it's likely coming across, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. But after that game, like the media were all lining up to suck all of them off. But to be fair, there, was, there was, wasn't much to say. Like, I mean, like, Southampton had so many chances, and the goal that they scored... By the way, their finishing was horrendous in this game. Absolutely. And the goal they had scored from Ingsy was literally just him running at Lloris, crashing into him and scoring. Yeah. And like and granted that was a complete fuck up from Lloris. So it, it like this I know what they're saying like, oh our Spurs back to winning ways. They're very evidently not. No. Um, and in fact, and actually, that's not even including the, the game this weekend. Yeah, I was about to say, at this, at this weekend, Lloris didn't even need somebody to crash into him. Yeah. <laughs> he just had to simply stand crash there. Crash into Earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gravity beat him. Yeah. <laughs> no, playing, playing from the back beat him. That's what happened he there. Win again, gravity. Um, the only, the only positive was the fact they had Ndombele back, who actually does seem very, very good. Uh, I quite I quite like Ndombele. I, I don't know. I know I like him. I've I've seen him enough to say like this. The, the, he's a good player. Like, I, he's a I marauder. Think, like I he's, think he's going through the kind of Pepe kind of settling in phase. And at the minute, I think Pepe is beating him in those tries. Like Pepe has scored. Mm. He has and he created, racked up an assist. Today. Yeah, he's created chances. He has you know beaten Van Dijk in a one on one. You know, in a, in a run. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, and that's partly a record. Uh, <laughs> And Dombele is kind of through this like similar settling in period and just hasn't contributed as much. I disagree with that. Um, and Dombele scored on his debut, and then I think the game after he picked up a hamstring injury, so he's been out since. And this is his game back and scored yeah, again. And so he hasn't had time to settle in. So I win. Yeah, but, oh. it, but if you're going, if you're based on performances, like Pepe's had more game time and he's done less. Like I think Pepe's been very bad since he started. Give the guy some time to fucking settle in. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you see, that's that's my point. If you're going to make the same argument with Ndombele... So you're saying, saying, oh, he's a great player, yet you've only seen him play one and a half matches. No, I've seen him play a few times. Even when he was playing for Leon, He's he's a good player, Ndombele. Like, Pepe is good as well. But if you're you're comparing from, like, new team, like, scenario, and what Spurs needed in that midfield, you know, he's studying where Dembele used to be and has done that job ever so slightly better. And it's also something that Spurs have missed as well. So it's it, it was a necessary signing. He's done the Spurs job. Spurs are missing history. Come on, move on. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and I, trophies. My, I'm just saying that Pepe is the the team needs to move to Pepe a bit, not the other way around. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, so let's talk about then uh, Crystal Palace two Norwich nil. Do we have to? Well, unfortunately, we have to because Norwich are quite fucked. Um, this. Can we just leave it at that? 
<laughs> well, you could. Pokemon has been uh, not serving been, any critical hits. He's been released. <laughs> yeah, we got no he clicks been, on that. He has been not affected. No, affected. he has been. He has not been affected at all. He's uh, he's like electric. If we left type. him at the like daycare center or the kindergarten. Yeah, and he just keeps pumping out eggs. <laughs> and no one's hatching them. It's terrible. Uh, Do you think of all the teams that would nullify him, Palace? But this is the thing. <clears throat> Like the problem with Norwich is that first of all they're down to two centers, two centre backs. So they're down to Handy and Amadou, and Amadou's a loan signing. I think Godfrey's injured, uh Klose and Steve and uh Zimmerman are injured. So there's three centre backs gone. Yeah, they've a whopper injury crisis gone. Massive. And the, and this has actually got worse because Tim Cruel pulled his hamstring the mm-hmm. week beforehand and they had Well Farman in from Schalke. He was he I think he debuted in this game and he went off injured. So now down to a third choice keeper, Michael McGivern who played for Luton last year and it was their second choice keeper. So now they're down to essentially like I know Hanley was Luton, first choice. Luton, they're down to Luton's second string. Basically yeah. And like two 20 year olds in as fullbacks and you have Grant Hanley who granted is their first choice centre back but then you have a, a loan signing. So their defence is completely makeshift and f- completely naive. And as we see this week then it just falls to pieces completely. Again, and that's just going to keep going on and on because the the way they play is is cavalier. It's it's the it's it's absolutely attacking, but that doesn't work now if your defense is completely piecemeal. You know, it's it's not looking well. I'm genuinely worried for them. But and the injury, <clears throat> like, are they long term or are they short term? Zimmerman and Close are long term. They're out for until March, I think. And as far as I know, Cruel and 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 Farman, I think they're fairly short term. Like one of them could be back for the international break, as far as I know. Uh, I don't. I think there's one of their midfielders gone as well. I can't remember his name. But basically, they have quite a lot of injuries at the minute. But it's all all centered on the one area, which is their defense. Yeah, when they bet City, they had um, seven of their first choice eleven out injured. Yeah, and I think only two of them came back, and two more been injured since. Yeah, but, but it's always been it's in in the same places. Like I feel sorry for them. The fact that they are doing so badly as a result of injuries. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, like, as an Arsenal fan, I can very much relate to. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's unfortunate because I do like them. Yeah, and it's accelerated the fact that they're so attack minded. Like that's the only thing they know. So if so, held to the defense. If there's nobody there, we'll still attack, which yeah. is just a shame, really. Um, another fun game to talk about was Villa Burnley. Um, again, just two teams going at it. Very entertaining game. Var Wars at play. Um, which <laughs> Villa we'll get to Burnley. It's kind of like they're like a Premier League version of. Bum fight. <laughs> two no, homeless bums going at it for a sandwich. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, maybe Neil, but in a vacuum, in a vacuum, that bum fight is like a main event at Madison Square Garden. That's like the you know? Clarendon Blue Derby, isn't it? Yeah, Claren- like yeah. Whoever wins uh, apparently just keeps the colours, and everyone has a cha- the other team has a change to pink. That's uh, a rule I just made up, but I choose to believe it's real. <laughs> if you had put that in that attack for me, I would have got it wrong. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not an Arsenal colour, so you don't doesn't know who they are. No. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, but yeah, really good game. Uh, John McGinn had a fucking cracking game. Um, should have had two goals, but one was ruled out by VAR. Um, he's a decent. He's a decent player, McGinn. I quite like watching him because he just scurries around the place. He's like. definitely the midfielder Villa need. Yeah. Is he Irish? Scottish. Uh-huh. Scottish, yeah. I he's, think I asked you this before. You Close might enough. have done, yeah. Um, but you know he's just he just sits around the place. He actually played really well against you guys as well. Yeah, yeah, he, did, well. yeah. He, yeah. he scored. Yeah. yeah, I think he scored. Yeah, I think yeah he scored yeah. a goal. No, it was really good. Um, so 
we get to the stage of the weekend where we ask ourselves the eternal question, why is Everton? Yes, we go. Although, to be fair to them, they did, for the first half, play Man City's game. That, that, that would be a fair assessment, wouldn't it? It was 3-1 to Man City in the end. But first is this half, the one where Theo Walcott got knocked out by the first ball that came near him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, any, if any piece of play summarised Theo Walcott's career. Being knocked out by a ball. Bam. That's, yeah, that's sad. Except if he kind of got knocked out and he was doing the 2-0 symbol at the same time. <laughs> like that's, that's his career in a nutshell, really. Um, so yeah, uh, they pegged City back in the first half. And they were holding them quite well until maybe the last 10 minutes and then City just hit the afterburners, two goals in the counter-attack. But everything really did bother like City in here. I was actually quite impressed seeing them. I was like, this is Everton actually playing well. It's yeah, weird. The funny thing is, right, because we do this every two weeks, we've got a wee bit of benefit of hindsight. Mm. So, right, you're saying there, Everton bothered City. Yes. And I'm willi- I didn't watch the game, so I'm willing to believe you. Mm. And I'm not doubting you. But do you not think... The city's recent um, result <laughs> somewhat takes the wind out of that sail. Uh, it does take put it in a different context. Yes, when you look, when you look through a different lens. Oh yeah, no, maybe Everton weren't as good as. Well, maybe City weren't like. Oh, City, City have been terrible. I think Moving City on. are very much focused on the Champions League this year, and this is very evident in mm. their <laughs> most recent results. It's also that, and they are also down like two centre backs as well. So they're down to Ottoman. No, 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 no. I know oh. it's. I know a lot of that is. Like sugar coating it, but they have been. No, no, and they, the they, they've got well. literally unlimited money. They should not they be fu- like they can injuries fuck should right not off. be an issue. No, I agree with you, but that's the that, they that's what play, they they are literally playing with the cheat codes. Mm. So no, yeah, I'm not complaining. We're eight points. And, clear. and also, well, their centre backs. How much money did they spend on them? Jeez, no, I don't want to even go Stones near. Stones was how many tens of millions? No, I say forty, fifty. Otamendi was thirty. Mangala thirty. He's gone. Uh, Laporte at least was arguably worth the money. Yeah, Laporte was worth, worth the money. Yeah. He's worth the money when you consider how well their defense operates. Yeah. when he's there. He's brilliant. Mm. But now I'm mean, like they're they've gone. They're, they're playing Fernandinho back now. Granted, Fernandinho can really do a job there, and I reckon he'll probably be a centre back from now on. He, he could be. Yeah, he doesn't have the pace to be a DM anymore. Mm. Certainly not the marauding horror of a DM that he was in his pomp. Yes, horror for the opposition, by the way. Um. But like no, no, no excuses. They, I'm not the, giving them excuses. But that's, the that's what they will say is the fact that like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, but what they, yeah, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Norwich barely hanging on there with like one fifth first teamer. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they yeah, beat and him, then, yeah. yeah, and Man City down, you know, four overpriced centre backs in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no after, that's fair enough. Yeah, after pissing two hundred million up the wall on just fullbacks. Mm. And, and now just this weekend they've lost the Bruyne to a groin to the groin strain again and Mendy's had to pull in his hamstring <laughs> the, the groin strain yeah <laughs> but that's what it is it's always his groin <laughs> it's always his groin that gets injured it's, it just it's it's a perfect injury for him yeah the groin yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it sounded like a Freudian slip but it wasn't it was I was being serious there um, but here I'm not complaining I'd be so. really worried about that like that's he's that's a really constant injury it's a reoccurring for, injury yeah for him like uh, what the fuck do his physios and doctors do? Like, what hmm, good players injured the same thing. I'm very sure he's never actually healed it. He's never been given the chance to stay out for like a yeah. year and heal it. Oh. And he's just. Did he give a year to heal it? If it's a sort, if if, if, if it's, it's reoccurring, reoccurring yeah. like that, I'd say he needs like at least nine months off. Fuck. 
Yeah. It's the same with Mendy because Mendy was out for like two long-term hamstring injuries, and now this weekend pulled the same one again. So like I get now granted, um, a lot has been said about like Man City's physio team and their magic doctors and stuff like that. Um, we poached we, their we physio. Know. Yeah, we know their physio. Yes, we went to college with their physio. You did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. crazy story, isn't it? Yeah, small world. Well, in actuality, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been told this. I've known you games for years. What the fuck? He dropped out of our course in first year and went off to do something else, and all yeah, of a sudden he's the Manchester City physio. <clears throat> no, we, what what happened was we it was during the World Cup and we saw him on the fucking bench for the Croatian team. He was a he was a match yeah. an, he was a match analyst for the Croatian team. Right, and then we and then we find out later on, like a year or two later, he's on the physio team for Man City. I'm fucking double taking so here. I need a neck brace. What? <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but I barely spoke to the guy. He's a lazy bollocks. <laughs> I don't know how he got. He was obviously talented at what he did. Like, but when it comes to forensic science, it was not his fucking field. Yeah. That much. And he could not say the word square. No, he couldn't. No. no. Square. <laughs> he was from. He's from. Was he from Louth? He's he? from Louth. Yeah. yeah. He had to go square. <laughs> Barry, if you're out there, say hi. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're, we're, we're feeling you, buddy. Probably like, oh my god, my friends from college are doing a podcast. Can I listen to it? Oh my god, it's about football. I know football. Oh my god, <laughs> I thought you were my friend. Apparently, your way of talking is fierce, square, 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 Anyway, um, speaking of fair, here's a here's a queer result for you. Leicester five, Newcastle nil. So I don't think that's a queer result at all. No, on the bounce of play, Newcastle were terrible. Isaac Hayden fucked everything up, and Newcastle didn't have a plan B. So well, Newcastle are like wide open to counters, mm. and they're up against Leicester, who uh, I've never seen a team more purpose built for counters, and yet still the play, whole team yeah. is just geared towards countering. Rogers is bought into this hook line sinker mm. rod. And the fucking fisherman's Ford Cortina. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything's into this fucking counter-attacking river. He's yeah. pitched it all in. So, Newcastle were just tailor-made. Yeah. They and it just, wasn't even that. Like, Leicester just kept the ball so much and decided when they wanted to attack. Yeah, pretty much. It was just like, you know, it's been, yeah, 10, minutes. It, it, it's it, been it, 10 minutes since Vardy's done something. Give him something to run yeah, for. Yeah, it, it wasn't helped out by Newcastle playing right into their fucking Oh, com- just completely surrendering. Completely surrendering to it. Yeah. Like, it was, it was probably one of the worst... I know it's obviously worst, one of the worst performances you've seen, but, like, come on. You know how Leicester are going to play. Don't, like, give them all the fucking space in the world and give them all the, the distance to run, yeah. you know? I mean, like, giving Vardy space in behind your defence is just, like... At this point, every... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, like, watch Emery do this exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Good evening. I was about to say this. All of this... We can't really criticise Newcastle because there's a high chance Arsenal will do exactly the same shit. Yeah. yeah. It's almost guaranteed, I'd say. Yeah. You know, it's a tactical genius, you and I, Emery, you know? He's, he's, he's really good at football. Yeah, <laughs> more on that later. More, more on that, that later, yeah. indeed. So, speaking of, time for the Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. The, the Roy Keane Special. Man United versus Arsenal. When you thought Mondays just couldn't get any fucking worse. The they ring. really, really couldn't. No, they really couldn't. <laughs> um, it ended up one all, and to be fair, it should have ended up as like minus one all, because this game was probably the worst United Arsenal game I've seen in a okay. very long time. I the hype up to this match was that from the Arsenal side, like was like, look, this is the worst Man United team in a fucking decade. Mm. Um. 
like we are on a bad streak at the minute, but this is like the perfect game to get momentum. Yeah. We haven't won at Man yeah, at Old Trafford since oh six. Yeah, two thousand and six. Mm. And like mm. I don't know where we got these fucking delusions that we could actually go out there and do something. Uh, particularly when you consider that we could never beat Man United under Moyes. Yeah. We lost uh we, well we didn't lose, but we did not beat them once under fucking Moyes. Like there was no way we were gonna go out go out there and get three points. It yeah. just it was not. It, it just wasn't happening. No, it was yeah. not, and especially with Emery's tactics of, oh, we're playing away, so we've got to, you know, fucking Hyper. defend three three defensive midfielders. Three defensive midfielders against fucking McTominay, <laughs> Fred, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't even know who oh, Pogba. Pogba, Pogba, yeah. Pogba oh, yeah. was there, yeah. Oh, it was shocking. I had it on an audio because um, I was in college, and I nearly turned off the audio so I could listen to the lecture. <laughs> It must have been a really exciting lecture, obviously. No. No, it was not. <laughs> no, I, I can imagine. I watched it. Um, it was just... It was, a very, it was one of those games where it's so lacking in quality that it's such... It's, it's kind of an even game by default. But it's... Like, calling it even is very flattering because they just aren't doing anything as such. There were some probably like, better attacking. It was like McTominay, a mid-table clash. That's what Jamie Carragher described it as. Yeah, they described it as like these teams are. I think he described it as these this these teams are eighth and twelfth in the Premier League. This game play act looked like they were eighth and twelfth in the Premier League. Mm. They looked like a mid table clash. We're third now, bitch. What now? That kind of says more about the league table generally, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they go from eighth to looking. To be fair, you went to went to fourth at the points, so yeah, yeah, it was not bad going. Well, also Manchester United, depending on certain other results, they could have gone into this game in fourteenth. Yeah. And they're now twelfth or thirteenth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible to say. Well, it's it's incredible to say, but in context, it's not. Oh, it's incredible to say. Yeah. Just if like your knowledge of the game only mm. just came at being like fifteen years ago. Yeah. If you're watching Premier League years for like yeah. a day, it's like, was it? What year is it, good sir? It's twenty nineteen, and Oli Oli Solskjaer is manager. Brilliant. Where? Oh, wait, must be fucking killing oh. it. Oh, oh no! no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, but Although, uh, yeah. Var, Var came out to help you out, though, giving you the correct decision. Yeah, because it was not offside. It was nowhere near offside. I don't, no, in all fairness, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, uh, like there were so many clickbaity articles, which was Arsenal were rescued by Var. No, no, we weren't. That official was rescued by Var. Yeah, Maguire is actually in front of him. Like, I, I, I guarantee he didn't see it. He was on his blind side. Uh, I guarantee it. How? The man is gigantic. How, what? What's your blind side? That's like being blindsided. Maybe like Maguire was just so big and in his presence that, like, he just actually physically like, <laughs> like the, yeah, this, disregarded. <laughs> like, if you crashed into a mountain and you said to the person who rescued you, "Oh, sorry, it came out of nowhere," like, would he buy that? Would he go? It could have been. Me. It's a fucking mountain. It could have been the descendant of the guy who crashed into the iceberg. Ridiculous you know? shit, like. No, but the ship was bigger than the iceberg. <laughs> Have we figured out? Have we figured out the refractive index of higher? <laughs> I don't think I've calculated it now. Yeah, it's I'd say I'd, it's Malin. I'd say it's I say there's a few yeah. there. Like he's one of those fucking prisms that you have to yeah. take from different angles. Yeah, it's like it, no, it's just that was a shocking call. Like, yeah. If Aubameyang had fallen forward and lay flat on the pitch, and the offside line was drawn at the top of his high top. 
Yeah. He was still onside. Oh, he's well onside. It's like he's onside by a good, huge amount. And But in any case, the take, none of the takes away. His finish is brilliant. Yeah. No, his finish is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's the only bright spark. No, he's not the only bright spark. No, but he's, he's, he's just the main bright spark in what was an extremely dull game. Yeah. yeah that was that was what my takeaway from it was that if Emery actually set up his team properly and... Like, the thing is, we have the players that would have absolutely gone out there and fucking smashed it. Yeah. If we had played our second string team and in the format that we have played in the... The Europa Cups, League, yeah. Or the Europa League, we'd go out there and fucking trash them. Yeah. We could have won six or seven nil. But, so, but for but some because reason... because we're playing away and it's Man United and we have to play... Have to play Xhaka. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, by the way. No, we don't. <laughs> you don't. No, we don't. Well, we do now. We made them club captain. Ah, yes. Well, I, again, I'll get to that in, in due course. Because that's a... <laughs> anyway, Jesus it was, Christ. It was shocking yeah. and annoying and frustrating and... Can we move on? Yes, we will move on to match day eight. Um, on the much uh, funner times for all of our Arsenal friends here. <laughs> the early kickoff yesterday was Brighton 3, Spurs 0. That that made me so happy. So, I didn't see this match myself, but I did see um, Hugo Lloris uh, with his goal and broken arm. I dislocated his elbow. Dislocated elbow, By the way, yeah. I've seen before happen to a goalkeeper. And the guy wound up vomiting in pain. It was you, wasn't it? No, it was not me. Oh, thank <laughs> fuck. No. I, I, I've seen that. And also, by the way, I would have absolutely no qualms about saying, oh, I dislocated my my elbow and vomited because it was so painful. Yeah. I would have absolutely zero qualms in saying that. But now I've seen that. Um, yeah. It was quite hilarious because it was it was done from his own blunder. He so, was trying to meet a cross. No. And that, Mape was not really near him as such. I know it was given to him Was it movie? No, what I, what I saw from him was Burns, Burns goes to cross it in. Yeah. And he overcooks the cross, right? Because Loris is slightly off his line. Yes. But he's not so far off his line that any sane, reasonable person would think, oh, I could get this over, I could get this up and over them. Yeah. Um so he hits the cross, but he cooks it he overcooks it and it's goal bound. Yeah, and he's slipping as he's doing so it. So he's goal bound. So Loris sees this, mm. starts backpedaling and jumps to catch the cross. Yeah. Whoever he does it forgets where he is from the goal line. Yeah, so he's so going he's, in. He's yeah, trying to save himself. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He catches the ball and then remember, then realises that his yeah. backwards momentum because he's jumping essentially backwards is going to carry him across the goal lines. Yeah. So he drops the ball before he crosses the goal line. Yeah. And Mui, or Mui, or Ma- Mape. Uh, Mape, was it Mape? Yeah. It was Mape, yeah. All right, fuck. He reacts before anybody else does and yeah. nods it in. <laughs> All in the confusion... <laughs> Loris he's trying fall, to save himself from falling falls backwards arm, yeah that was so nasty plants his hand yeah and then goes over it yeah <laughs> like he, 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 he's trying to plant his arm like if he, if he didn't have so much momentum he'd be fine he'd be able to like take a fat you know you ball. never plant your hand no, you never plant your hand I know but it, had, it slipped and locked and yeah. then it went the other way like yeah but it was, it was so much momentum from the fall yeah. there's no point in yourself say, yeah, yeah exactly but just, like he's he's totally rooted it and he's totally yeah. gone over yeah. it. So it's complete dislocation. And he's par- properly popped his yeah. hand out. I'd say he was loving the nitrous when he was on the ground. I'd say I think everyone was. Like that was in the third minute, by the way. Third minute. So goal, Spurs a goal down and Loris out. Third third minute and it unbelievably got worse. Yeah, and again, <laughs> this remarkable. Or better from our point of view. Our point of view. Like this is remarkable. So much better. They haven't won an away game since January. Tenth of January. Tenth of January. And that's I can't get my head around. That's the thing. Nobody's shitting on about that. No, no one has even mentioned it. Nobody's shitting on And that's, that's the thing. Like, it, well, United have a similar streak as well. Like, it's and it's in a way like it's it's not a two very different problems, but it's just a, it's the exact same symptom. 
Um, and they just, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, there's, there's very clearly derision in this, in the squads. Rumours going around. <laughs> Rumours which I reveal, which we can't obviously broadcast. Yeah, libel. Yeah, there's <laughs> so, absolutely zero. Yeah, we can wait. We can wait until the injunction is navy lifted. Wow. I but, know uh, Irish Simpsons means have been using them. Um, they don't count as a news source, though. Surely. <laughs> okay. As much as they want to do, they're not a news for, source. For context, if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> go on to. Consul- yeah, Simpsons consult yeah. them or the Sun because they had the balls to print it. Yeah. Actually, no, they were clever enough. They said, there are rumours that... No, the Sun don't, have the, don't have, the, the Sun don't have the balls. It's just the lack of morals. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. They have a low enough bar to print yeah. They were just annoyed that they couldn't wiretap the fucking phones quick enough. Exactly. Um, or blame it all on Scousers, because they normally do that anyway. Yeah. You know the climate dead change? Scou- you know the Sun said that climate change is uh, Scousers' fault? Dead Scousers, yeah. Yeah. you believe Burning yeah. all that cheap Burberry material. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Cuss your cunt. Anyway, <laughs> um, Aaron Connolly. Scored Woo! two goals on his Premier League debut, and they were fucking good goals as well. They were fucking well. great. Particularly, was it the second one, the one he just cuts dribbled in, cut inside, and shot? Yeah, yeah. He cut, that's the second one. He just cuts inside and just swings it in. I'm yeah. like, oh, get in, sir. Just proper talent. There's, there's proper talent in that boy, like. Yeah. And I think that's that was kind of like, I know we were kind of slagging off Brighton at the start of the season about what they were trying to do, getting rid of Hughton and getting this fella Potter in, but if you talk to any Swansea fans, they'd say like this guy Potter is brilliant at getting a young player, making him a top star, and then making him part of the team. Because yeah. Dan James, who's now playing for United, is his project. And there's one or two others in the Swansea side who are now main parts of the team. Like, uh, I think another guy is called Selina. He's Kosovan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a reject from Man City's uh, Youth Academy and turned him into a brilliant player, and now he's their number 10. So he's really good at that. And it's kind of coming to the front now with Brighton, who... Don't have that much of a reputation for having a strong youth academy, no. but they're putting the money into the infrastructure like they are with the women's team. Yeah, it's 50-50. 50-50. And it's starting, well, I wouldn't say it's starting the show. We'll see it now in a couple of years. But the start of it are the likes of Connolly and Alzate mm-hmm. who are coming in and they're, they're bang on first team players. And they're up, uh, they're uprooting the likes of like Glenn Murray and Iskerdo and a lot of these like mm-hmm. prominent players. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's delightful to see, but like if you're... If you're like one of those players and going like a 19-year-old that was not even a thing last year, wasn't even in the team last year or the squad last year, is now ahead of me and is doing so much better. Well, in all fairness, you take a look at fucking, you know, Manchester United and they just spent 50 million on somebody who wasn't a thing last year. Yeah, very true. Very oh, sorry, true. The, the start, the end of the year before that. Yes, just suddenly yeah. Roy Hodgson found them under a carpet or something like that. He was like, oh, you want to play right back for me, son? Yeah. Yeah, play a season and then suddenly flog them off for fifty million. So yeah, look, it's good change. It's all right. It doesn't happen often, but it's not heard of. I can't wait for Aaron Connolly to make his big money move to United, <laughs> <laughs> where he will be dog shit. Yeah, unfortunately. For oh, I can't wait for him to play for Ireland and yeah, yeah. Well, he's already been called up to the squad Cut, straight away. Do some bits. Yes, he's gonna put his head on it, lads. Do the thing. His big goalie. Just go head. and do the thing. Oh, love to see it. Right, Norwich one, Aston Villa five. Um, <laughs> So, you might remember the injury crisis I was talking about with Norwich. Yeah, this, right? This here is, is injury crisis here. Yeah, it is. Um, it is bad. I saw the highlights and fuck me, horrendous defending. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Now, Villa are another one of those pure counter-attacking teams. You've got McGinn, you've got Grealish, you've got El Ghazi, um, uh, Trezeguet if he's playing, Oriota. They're all midfield runners and they all go the same direction. And Wesley is the big, like, Benteke type player who'll just clean up everything. And, the most exceptional thing about this is that Wesley, who's like six foot two, he's he's a he's a light Benteke essentially, exact same how they used to play with Villa, 
and he's able to drift in between centre backs for his two goals. And going like, how do you both miss a six foot two striker who you've been actively told to mark? Well, much the same way Alon's been missed the fucking fourteen feet wide Harry Maguire's head. Just lack of peripheral vision. When he's told, by the way, you meant to watch these players. <laughs> just, just lack of peripheral vision. Then that's yeah. that's what we pull it down to. <laughs> With a name like Wesley, it doesn't sound really like threatening. So maybe they're like, add the grant. Yeah, it's only Wesley. It's only Wesley. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. Turn around and look at him first. <laughs> nah, it's not grand. He's a Brazilian striker. No, he's not. He's Belgian. <laughs> he's, no, stop. Go away. It's not a very Brazilian name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a weird thing about like Brazilian players. They have like weird like English names. Like There's like an, there's an Alan. And there's Fred. A, there's a Fred, yeah. There's several Freds, actually. There's like three in the Shakhtar team. There was Joe. Remember Joe? We all remember Joe, yeah. Joe. And of course, the best-named Brazilian striker was Wagner Love. Absolutely. Still playing, I think. He's, I think he's no, playing in I... Moscow. Yeah, I think so. I remember him from the Pez games, and he had like crazy fucking coloured hair. <laughs> and the only reason they had like blue hair in the game was for fucking Wagner Love. He's the only one that had it. Wagner Wasn't yeah. he Shakhtar Donetsk? I think he, he, I'd say he was one of those ones. He never played like in a major league, like, but he was always in the game for yeah, some reason. Yeah. I think just for the sake of it. He was always in the news and stuff. You yeah. always saw him in Sky Sports highlight reels or like tricks of the week on yeah, the sh- yeah, something like that. He was like a YouTube footballer before there was YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He was yeah. a MySpace footballer. <laughs> <laughs> the footballer for the Bebo generation. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> nothing but deep love for Wagner Sonnes. All the hearts for love. <laughs> But yeah, um, like it's 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 it, I'm deeply worried for Norwich because I really do like them. But ah, uh, look, hopefully I'd <laughs> be grand. I'd say it'd be grand. I'd say it'd be grand. But it's they're in the they're in the I'm bottom. Deeply worried for Norwich. Ah, look, they're lovely. <laughs> they all have lovely. They all have lovely jerseys. The most Irish response to a man expressing concern for another foot. Ah, look. <laughs> But they're they're getting relegated. They're stuck now. Ah, so. look now. Now look now. Look, now you're getting city fine. Yeah, it's fine. But they're they're ten points away. No, stop. Just cup, cup of tea. Be grand. Be all right. They're not as bad as Derby. They'd be grand. That's true. Well, you never know. Uh, so token boring game of the weekend was Watford nil, Sheffield United nil. I have absolutely nothing to say about this match. No, I didn't does even it. know it existed. Moving on then. <laughs> Burnley won Everton nil. Uh, <laughs> the good and the bad of Irish football in this one Coleman getting sent off for you know being Seamus Coleman two um, ridiculous fucking yellow cards that both could the have been reds the, yeah the first well second, had a, yeah. the second one I say would have been quite harsh for a red but it was definitely yellow mm. but his first one you've seen you've seen reds being pulled out for less yeah he just does not he just cleans the guys up yeah absolutely as I much as I, I think that's the sign of a genuinely talented person being stuck in such a mediocre team and just being fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, and that was the problem because I remember like a couple of years ago he was linked with PSG and I was like in in my head it was fantasy booking here like man if he goes to PS to Paris he'd be brilliant there because he just learned from the best coaches, mm-hmm. best fitness and he'd... no Emery was there at the time. Wasn't Good point. Good point. <laughs> I was seeing the Lauren Blanc. Never mind. <laughs> Good evening. Um, but yeah. My point still stands. Like you, you see him now playing for Everton. Obviously, he's comfortable. And he likes the place there. But man, it's just the, the I most... don't think he does. I think it's like he came back from injury, and yeah, they helped him through his injury, and yeah, they were. Quite... I think there is a sense of loyalty there. Like... I think that's why he's yeah. there. I, like I genuinely, those two tackles, I've only seen them in isolation. I mm. didn't see the match, 
but like that just looked to me is like fuck this I'm taking you out and I want to I want to sit on the bench for a while yeah I think it doesn't well, help I as well do it, I could do it an early shower right now yeah it doesn't help the fact that Everton just generally are in such a but also I wish place. that ball knocked me out like it knocked out Theo last week <laughs> <laughs> lucky bastard no in all fairness and also like we will the media the focus on the game or any kind of recap of the game will focus on his red card unfortunately but it doesn't cover up the fact that even before he got sent off Burnley were all over them like, they didn't look threatening at no. all like they didn't and they were playing it wasn't like, as if like his red card suddenly like that that was the the hole in the dike that caused the water to gush yeah. down and yeah, the village like no they were shite like these guys were, were about as, crap before they had well first of all they didn't play Kane they had Carver Lewin Iwobi Richarlison and three holding midfielders no sorry two Delph and Schneiderlin yeah. Delph yeah, and Sigurdsson, who I think like I think that's the one thing he's done since he's joined Everton was like hit the post from a free kick. That's it, and that kind of show again. It's that kind of inertia. And uh, he'll, con- he'll continue to do fuck all. Yeah, it's really now on. He's, he's done his bit. Now he's gonna just eat cake for the the next four months. Forty million pound player, Neil. You know, indeed. <laughs> but still, great goal from Hendrik though, because he got it at like a ridiculously tight angle. Oh, it was, it was a ludicrous volley. Yeah, and it got on the on Pickford's near side because remember we were talking about his T Rex arms. Yes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> oh no, it was really, it was good. Um, it reminds me somewhat of a uh, Martinelli's headed goal against Standard League mm. in that it from a normal camera from the up above camera angle. You kind of thought, oh, that's actually a good goal. Yeah, fair play to him. And then you see the replay from like down on the pitch from his angle. From what he sees. And yeah. then you go, he has absolutely no right to be even attempting to score from that angle. Yeah. Like, it's obscene. And it's just, uh, you're like, fuck me. He fucking volleys at home. Yeah. 17th minute, wasn't it? Or something, like that. something like that, yeah. yeah. 17th, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on then well, fair to... Play, uh, fucking yeah. Fair play, fucking Fair play. Yeah, no, they've actually been great. They've been just burly. They're solid. Yeah. They're yeah. T- stubborn, tough to beat, and just... They're not in trouble at all. They're actually probably one of the better midfield teams in this league. Oh yeah, there's three points by the way they really needed. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of three points we really needed, uh, Liverpool 2, Leicester 1. <laughs> I watched this game. Um, we were good. We were good. Um, especially in the first half, we were just constantly pressing Leicester, had all the possession, and uh, for the most part, Vardy was kept very quiet by Lovren, of all people. The Van Dijk didn't even have anything to do with him. He was marking the likes of like, Tielemans and Madison and that okay. Lovren was on Vardy duty and he was really really good at it in fact I'd say Lovren was probably one of our better players in the t- on that on that pitch today um, Milner was a close second Manny uh, scored a pretty decent goal from again a, a, just a brilliant pass in from Milner just decided just here fuck this pass around nonsense square pass like just went sometimes just go and you go back to basics you're like ah oh, yeah that's the best thing ever. well no the, the, the plan was that all we were doing all that game was between Mane and Salah and Firmino we were just stretching Evans and Soyuncu enough to create space mm. and we're obviously going to get space because Ricardo and Chilwell are the fullbacks so they're going to keep bombing forwards so the plan was that if you keep generating that kind of like that friction as it were between the two centre backs eventually you're able to get on the near side and that's what happened because the bulk from Miller comes in I think kind of on the almost on the counter when Chilwell was up the field and squared it past Evans and Mil- and Manny just slides it in on the Schweikel's inner side which is quite funny because that's essentially what Leicester set up to do to you which and was they basically were getting, they got the, there in the end exploit yeah. the space in between uh, Alexander-Arnold and Robinson yes and they got there in the end but it, they needed Perez to do it so when Perez came on then that was the, the answer they needed. Yeah, the dynamic totally shifted in the game. Exactly, yeah. Too bad they didn't start with him now. That, that might have been I a really I think the feeling that was the idea. Like they were, I think they were designed to counter-attack 
for the first half and counter for us like actually attacking and having possession. Mm-hmm. So Vardy can just be Vardy for the game. But when that wasn't working, then you just have Plan B, which was to actually start playing a little bit of like liquid football, and it did work. Like because Perez is actually is, is if there's one thing he's good at, it's a one-two, mm-hmm. and uh, he just played it perfect for Madison, who slots it behind. Um, Madison's a super fucking player. Really like Madison. Yeah. Really, really do. Um, I was worried that he'd be out for a while <laughs> with that injury, but my fantasy football team says otherwise, so that's good. And um, he's unlocked underneath um, Rogers. It was a good uh, yeah. interview with him at the Athletic. He was saying that he was chatting away with Rogers, and Rogers said that he would deploy him the same way that Rogers deployed Coutinho. Yeah, exactly, and it's exactly the same way you can see it. Like Rogers, it is one. Th- I will say about him, he is an absolutely brilliant coach, and a really good tactician. Where he, what he does fall down on is transfers and his own hype, and that sort of and that sort of area, like a real kind of personal aspect to it. He's but, often seen as a passenger on teams. Isn't that really weird? Mm. Again, hilarious enough to stem from another a comment article on the article. It's like, what does when is the Premier League ready to give Rodgers any respect? Mm. And I mentioned this in work to a Liverpool sporting contracts manager yeah. in my job, who's a Liverpool fan. It's like the guy's a fucking passenger. He just yeah. fucking nothing. He just sits there and lets everybody do everything else for him. And I was like, I right did. Then. I completely disagree. Oh no, no, yeah. so did I. I as completely well. disagree. I mean, he was given a quite a. I wouldn't say he was given a very bad hand, but he came in. And he was kind of made it to be a bit of a not quite a laughing stock, but he was made. He came out to be quite cringy, because um, yeah, we had a documentary his, out. And no, his, his, da- his David Brentisms now are yes, fucking awful. Yeah. But he is. But what he is most effective at is a team like Leicester, mm. like just not top six, not a big club where the media hype is is so surrounded. But when he's able to to buck, knuckle down and get on with his own work, I think Leicester are players, a top six team. Oh, they are now this season, yeah. 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 But like I said, they're not like it's not like a a, a scale of like Liverpool where you've had millions of fans like saying yeah. like a delete Rogers and shit like this or United or Spurs or Arsenal where the pressure's quite big. In a big pressure environment, I don't think he works. But when he's allowed to basically make a team by himself and that kind of like that little yeah. stroke of the eagle, like Celtic, like Celtic was a, like big fish and small fry for him. <clears throat> but as he said, like he even said it himself. To Celtic like fans like listen, I'm just gonna show how good I am as a coach and get myself in the shop window, and that's what worked. And, and he's back at Leicester, you know. Yeah. And he's and he's a good coach, and that team is gonna do super this year. It's a re- really weird. I, I I like doing this little uh, <coughs> PS to that um that article about Rogers mm. uh, being seen as a passenger. There's a hilarious part where it mentions the fact that um towards the end of his tenure at Liverpool, yeah, when he unequivocally categorically stated that Liverpool would not be signing Mario Balotelli, yeah, and then they signed him. Uh, there's a hilarious part where because I love Mario Balotelli I love the stories around mm. this is one I hadn't heard which is quite frank because I fall down YouTube holes of <laughs> the stories about Mario Balotelli yeah. and there was one where even after like being at the club for several months he still didn't know any of the players names there was a there was a point where he was picked up from the players yeah. when he got the banned carpool, yeah. when he got banned from driving they all took in turns to pick him up and apparently he was picked up by somebody I think I don't know who it was. I think it was Sturridge because he got quite yeah. good friends with but, Sturridge. But Joe Allen was in the back ah, right. of the car and he didn't know who he was. <laughs> despite having been at the despite having been at the club for three months. Oh, he did not God. know who Joe Allen was. Oh my god, that's and brilliant. And actually turned and went, Oh, who's this guy? He's like, You are you for fucking real, mate? He's in your club, you can play with him for three months. <laughs> 
Like, imagine him being full Mario and go, here, Daniel, who's this cunt? Yeah, who's this so like, Where are you taking your, are you? I'm, I'm Joe Allen. Are you taking your brother <laughs> to training? Are you serious, mate? He's white. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I remember laughing, literally laughing out loud. I was at my desk reading it, and I was laughing out loud at that part. I was like, oh, my God, he wasn't even learning the yeah. names of his teammates. To think that was like, that was five years ago. Yeah. Oh, five years ago, we had Joe Allen and Mario Balotelli in the same team. Man, we've moved on so much from there. Right. <laughs> Times they are changing. Times they are changing. Uh, evening kickoff then was West Ham 1, Crystal Palace 2. Um, it was a fairly even game. Um, West Ham and Palace just kind of cancelled each other out kind a bit. Kind of lesser London derby. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it got quite feisty towards the end where like you know, they actually started playing football a bit. Zaha was very quiet. Um, At some point, football broke out. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um <laughs> Again, there wasn't much to speak of until basically penalties happened and then... Uh, actually, it was weird because Milivojevic wasn't playing so they had someone else taking the penalties. Van Aanholt, wasn't Van Aanholt, yeah. He's their, he's their normal dead ball specialist, isn't there? He takes the, the corners of free kicks, yeah. yeah. So it's a fairly simple setup. Like. Yeah. And then uh, Var Wars kicked in, <laughs> which we will get to in the other podcast. But uh, yeah. Well, you just put to my head, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Thank did. you for spoiling it. Um, ah, <laughs> so you don't have to listen to the there. next podcast now. But um, but yeah, uh, that ended up winning the game this? for them, really. Yeah, no. Did you win it? No, no, you for you. All right, thanks. We are arguing over kind of blue moon, by the way. We're not sponsored. Hashtag, that, but willing to be. Willing to be sponsored. Get in touch. Hey, uh, uh, Molson, sell this free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're ready, like you know, we're, we're desperate here. So let's move on to the Sunday kickoff stand, which have just finished as of time of recording. Arsenal won Bournemouth nil. Neil, talk to us about this game. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to? Oh, no. I will tell you, right? I'm going to compliment sandwich. This. Actually, no, I'm not. Fuck it. There's good and bad. Bad was, um, we were not real. Yeah. We were quite ponderous in possession. Yep. Um, still allowed far too many shots. Although, to be honest with you, and I was saying this in in our messenger conversation, a lot of the Barnmouth shots were like off into the um, opposite time zone. Mm. I don't really think they should count. I think I'll lean on to make it like one or two saves. Yeah. But uh, there was a couple of like four A's into our six yard box. There was one uh, fucking cut across from Wilson that literally just dribbled right across the goal line yeah. that um, fucking Chambers hacked out. And like he was brilliant defending, got goal side of the, his man. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally all this guy, he wouldn't have even had to have kicked the ball. He would have just literally had to have stood in the way and the cross would have bounced off him and into the goal. Yeah. Chambers gets in front of him and just chops it out. Chambers has been super. He's been, yeah. he's been absolutely fantastic. He's been I, absolutely brilliant. In he United gets an game. awful lot of hate from a particular section. And I've been bantering off some cunt on the Guardian message sports about it. And this match was fucking brilliant. I don't understand it because Chambers, I think he play in like three different positions and he's confident in all of them. Absolutely. And the three positions that you are actually quite weak at. Yeah, so so like, I can't understand the, the hate he here. He is confident. He's not, he doesn't excel at being a right back, which is where he has been deployed the most. Like He has been, like one or two matches recently, mm. he has excelled at being a right back. He's yeah. been phenomenal. He scored a goal. He's got an assist. But because he's not as good as Bellerin, who's our first choice, he mm. gets obliterated. But then again, but, there's not a whole but, lot of right backs who are better than Bellerin. No, but that's exactly it. Like you're holding him up to like the top standard mm. that's available to Arsenal, and mm. he's not our top. But I do think he is a better DM than Jacka. Definitely, hands and down. And I think there that are people in this look room at, who are. Look at look, if you look <laughs> all at all three of us. If you, if you look at how he played for Fulham last season when they were relegated. Yeah. 
he would just control them so well yeah. and it boggled my mind how I, he's not I, playing DM I think he's a quite similar player to um, Leah Williamson and the w- women's yeah. team because she has been deployed in the last three yeah. matches as a DM as a kind of you know a overlapping centre back sort of <laughs> kind of role yeah. where she gets the ball and just the way I just I, as I watch both teams quite yeah. regularly I kind of see the, the similarities in their play and I think because she's such a versatile player mm. I think he is also a obviously an extremely versatile player and he is underused at the club I think yeah. at the minute like Maitland-Niles has done a great job he is not a right back he has publicly stated he is not a right mm. back and has been doing the job because he wants to play for Arsenal and he wants to do the job for Arsenal whereas Cam Chambers has now come back from a uh, loan spell and he was kind of sitting on the bench while this other guy who has never played at right back has been mm. kind of and given... not even really a defender no no, he's a, he's a midfielder adapted you can see, you can see that in how he oh, plays yeah. and, but like Chambers has been sitting on the bench watching this guy and I like, like imagine now that he's got his chance he had his chance after Maitland-Niles got sent off yeah. and he's kind of like fuck it I'm not going to fucking let this chance go yeah. and I really think that's what's fueling his play is the fact that he knows this is his chance and what I like about it is that he's got the perfect balance out of all the Arsenal players in the team he's got the perfect balance between aggression and composure like he will he, he has a very tough tackle in him he has a very good interception in him well, he's got a hard but he doesn't time. but he doesn't lose his head he doesn't no, he, he doesn't like fumble the ball anywhere he, obviously people make mistakes but it's not like Xhaka having a rash challenge or Louise making a rash challenge. It's just a cool head that you need in a in the pinch situation. Yeah. Like against like if you're under attack against United, bam, headed out, no problem. Yeah. You're not trying to overcomplicate or anything like that. You're doing exactly what you should as a defender or right back, whatever it is in your in that situation. The thing, you know? the thing is, is that like he's in it from his transition from Southampton to Arsenal, mm. and at Southampton he was deployed as a right back, and that's yes. why Wenger signed him. However, Wenger signed him primarily to play him as a DM or slash centre back. Should be speaking a utility player because really. he realised that yeah. he was built as a centre back. He was not built as a right back. Mm. He does not have the natural agility to be a right back. Especially nowadays, where you do need your your main yeah. quality as a right back but has to be pace. So he's looking like he's slimmed down. He has. I noticed that too. Yeah. A couple of the last couple of games, he's looked like he's slimmed down and he's lost a bit of the timber. Now he's just naturally bones wise. Yeah, he's he's, he's broad. Big. Yeah. You know, and but I think he's lost a bit of his weight. He's focused on his speed mm. because he's thinking, I'm not getting in that centre back because for some reason those two fucking clowns are getting in ahead of me. Yeah, I'm not getting in that DM because quite frankly, Emery doesn't really know what a DM is. If you think Jacket is most one, certainly, if you think Jacket is one, and if he's deploying Torreira, pretty much almost as a backup striker. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, right, I'm not getting in as a DM, but if right backs a fucking thing. He is a defender. He's yeah. a natural defender. He's very good at defending. Well, fuck it. Go back to my Southampton days. Do much. I guarantee he's probably gone back to the same, same tra- training regime. Same training yeah, regime in so. Southampton. And yeah. he's just gone, all right then, I've just tailored it because I'm bigger now. Yeah. I'm not a 17-year-old anymore. I'm fucking 23 or 24 or whatever yeah. the fuck he is. So he's just tailored it because of the fact that he's larger. Yeah. But um, there's, no, there's no rules against being a large wing back you know I'm mean, take a look at Klasnach you know yeah he's, for example, fucking, yeah. he's fucking solid yeah. and he had a brilliant game by the way that day mm. uh, um, today he had a very fucking good game at left back mm. really and again I think that could be the with the reintroduction or the sorry introduction of Tierney into the yeah. team where there's a reintroduction of like competition at that yeah. position <laughs> like I think a lot of what <laughs> No, 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 I'll, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, I apologize. I didn't mean to laugh over you there. Uh, no, I, I wasn't uh, laughing at you, but I was sorry. 
Um, no, I think the fact that like a couple of the positions are nailed on for in the Arsenal team that like yeah, there's no challenge for Saki in centre back. Mm. For some reason, there's no challenge for Louise at. Uh, there will be a, a challenge for Louise at centre back when oh, holding yeah, is yeah. fully back fit. But a lot of the players like I think Klassen at as um. Uh, Tim. Tim, Na- yeah. No, no, Nacho oh. left. Oh, yeah, he sorry, was kind of like, oh, this yeah. is grand. Like this is my <clears> position now. <throat> And now he sees Tierney, and Tierney, when he has played for us, the few minutes that he has played have been fucking unreal. Robertson, like I'd say, yeah, uh, he, he's out of that dimension that we've we've he keeping well, Robertson out of the Scotland squad for a while. They kind of rotate, so yeah. if Robertson plays one week, then Tierney is next. Yeah. But since then, Robertson is now the Scotland captain, so now Tierney is always going to be second set now. Yeah. But the way to compensate it is that they're going to try and play Tierney as left midfield. Yeah. In the Scottish team to yeah, try and have like, both of them on the but field. I think like um, that bit of competition has kind of spurred Tank on. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you can see no, you can the, see it. It's very the, re- the reason why I laugh there is because I don't think there's much competition there. Tierney is so Tierney is superior in literally every manner. Yeah, as a left back. And to be oh, fair, like, I watched him as a standard league game. Yeah, and he was fucking brilliant. Like again, it, it's the same thing old, where he was a proper yeah. old school fucking defender. There was a brilliant quote. Who was it? Fuck, one of his old Celtic teammates or something like that. But mm. the Taney signed for Arsenal and somebody got... Probably Scott Brown. Oh, probably, yeah, I think it was actually Scott yeah. Brown. Yeah. And uh, they were asking him, it's like, oh, Taney said... There was a great interview with... He, it was him and Bellerin who were interviewed by Arsenal. And they said, oh, I asked him, oh, would you rather make a game-making oh. assist or a game-making... Or a game-winning assist or a game-winning tackle? And Taney, without a beat, about tackle. Tackle, yeah. Tackle. And it reminded me of the Scott Brown one. It's like, oh, somebody went... Something like, oh, he likes to tackle Tierney, does he? And uh, Brown laughed. I went, yeah, Tierney would tackle his fucking grandmother. He kind of <laughs> and somebody, oh, went, Scott Brown, somebody yeah. went and relayed it to Tierney. Yeah. Went, oh, Scott Brown said, you, you tackle your grandmother. What do you say to that? And he went, only if she has the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going, good. yes, yeah. fucking as yes. You, as you can tell, we're in good form because we, we have got three points today. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, but the the game wasn't necessarily a walkover that it should have been maybe scrappy. like it, you know against Bournemouth at home I think a lot of your good form I think is based off the Liège game more than anything else yeah because you can see like the second string is kind of you know, weirdly better than the better. first string yeah. in, all, in all fairness that probably goes when you've got proper fullbacks yeah well no that'd be, it, it's, it's like evidence, everything yeah. everything we did in the Liège game came from the fullbacks mm. it came from Bellerin, it came from Tierney. Yeah. Tierney's, Tierney's crossing is brilliant because he doesn't just blindly sling it, in, sling it in. He actually looks up, picks his man, and gets the ball to him. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So fucking good. Like, like and just to watch. Yeah. That, that was um, Gibbs when I was younger. Gibbs was my favourite player on the Arsenal team because yeah. I just felt like he could just whip in this fucking pinpoint cross. cross yeah. Which is. In Gaelic football, it was sort of similar to the position that I was playing. So I was trying to. I was literally copying what he was doing for Arsenal. You're trying to emulate Kieran Gibbs. Yeah, um, but I think Tierney has like got like I've, yeah. from what I've seen of him, in the, like the few. Uh, yeah, I think proper engine. Yeah. Interestingly enough, on the game's day, Tierney and Holding were both on the bench, but Bellerin wasn't, and I really hope there's nothing in that. I assume there isn't. I don't think I don't I think you can read to... into anything about Emery. <laughs> Like, very, there's very like, little there you can analyse. Like. Just doesn't. The only the thing way. I'd raise an eyebrow, like he could put out any other, like any squad tomorrow or for in the next match, yeah. and I wouldn't bat an eyelid unless Xhaka wasn't playing. That's yeah, the only that's thing that would be like, yeah. mm, Emery's not feeling right there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on then. Let's talk about uh, Southampton one, Chelsea four. Um, I watched his match just uh, today, and uh, Chelsea was really good. 
Well, uh, well. I, I think the scoreline player. I was also well. They were very smooth. Watching. They were in. They were. They were quite attacking. Southampton were not defending at all. Um, I think I have to say, Gunn, the uh, oh, goalkeeper, was at fault for two of the goals. Yeah. The first goal, way off his line, allowed Abraham to basically lob him over. Mm-hmm. Yoshida, God love him, tried as much as he can. I really rate Yoshida. Yoshida's I, great. He really is. He's, he's a so solid, solid defender. Yeah, conceded for today. Not his fault, really. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't giving much favors. Um, just the Chelsea between Mount Abraham and Hudson Odoi, great partnership, and you can see it particularly in Mount and Abraham, just supply and demand each time. Like if it's not Abraham scoring, it's Mount or someone else. Everyone's benefiting from that attack line, and it just looked great. Yeah, sorry, it'll, be sh- it'll be a shame when the transfer ban. Gets <laughs> sorry, you're killing the fly there. I don't yeah. have to edit that out, do I? <laughs> it'll be a shame when uh, next season when the transfer ban is lifted and they're all uh, not, never played again. I hope not, because I think like at, <laughs> at least those two have put their flat has cemented. Well, they've been given fucking ridiculous contracts. Yeah, yeah. Know, so. But they're keeping like like Pulisic was on the bench and he wasn't in the squad last week. Yeah. So like he, they're they're keeping players like him out of the team. Who, as I said, spent like fifty three million. Yeah, it's been better. To be somewhat fair to Pulisic, and I don't really like doing this, but in any case, he's um, it's similar to Pepe. This is his first season in the Premier League. He's come from the German league, where he was. Let's be fair to him, coddled. Quite yes, I I I go with Um, that. Yeah, you know. Dortmund pretty much just basically spent most of their time trying to fend off Bayern. Mm. Um. Fuck it, he was even in a cartoon. Yeah, and then, uh, and then and then Sancho arrived. And then San- Sancho arrived, and yeah. I'm like, okay, then. Well, do I have? Do I still be here? Who will Who will give us fucking 60, 70 million for this prick? Yeah. Oh, Chelsea! Hey. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Another thing I'll say is that um, they've had Tomori in the center center back position mm-hmm. uh, for the last few games, and he's just looks so so good. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially again, Mountain Tomori were in the derby team last year, so obviously Lampard knows him very well. Yeah. And you think then, okay, maybe you know it's a bit of a jump from Championship to Premier League, but they look good. Like it's. I'm sorry, but if you're defending against Nathan Redmond, then you're going to look fucking spectacular. <laughs> he was absolutely abysmal. I don't watch a whole lot of Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. Um, I think that's been their problem overall, is their attacker just very wayward. They've like, no goals. They've no goals not, they team. don't have an, anyone who is a threat. Yeah. Like Danny Ying scored today, but like it was a classic. Accident. It was a classic Ingsy goal. It's like I'm here in the right place. It hit me. And goal. Like he just yeah. hit, Like it just hit off him more so than he hit it in. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Schlang was playing as well. Schlang was playing and was running and had a great engine, but like necessarily wasn't creating any chances. No. More so, it was more holding up possession <gasps> while trying to. Long just runs around a lot and doesn't produce any end product. Say it ain't so. Uh, <laughs> I am shocked and wounded to hear this. The ball would go up to Long. Long would pass it infield to the only person who was free, who would be Redmond, because obviously the Chelsea were like, "Well, he's not a threat. We can just leave him." Yeah. <laughs> and they were exactly like he had one shot in like thirty, your opening thirty seconds of the match, mm. and it was quite close. And it was, and then he was like, "Well, I've done my bit." And then <laughs> get soaked off. You, you guys, you guys, take it for the next eighty-nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then the best result of today. Yes, Manchester City t- nil. Oh Jesus! Whoa, Nelly. Man City nil. Wolves two. <laughs> what a time to be alive! And you know what? Agent Traore. I yeah. I watched the highlights for this, and I have to say, this scoreline flattered Wolves. Yeah, I imagine it would. It did because in this first half, Wolves should have been two 0 up, and um, I think it was Catrone who was in on goal. Like he had beat the centre backs, Ottomendi. Wait, do you I, mean it should have flattered City? 
Thought it wolves. Uh, yeah, sorry. Thought it's, yeah, that's what I meant. I All think right, okay. Wolves should have scored more right. than 2-0. Sorry, I should have made that clear. Uh, Catrone was dead on in goal, beat Otamendi on the ball, right? And straight in on Ederson. And Ederson, I, th- I think he shot wide, as far as I remember. You think he bundled the shot. And then two minutes later, Jimenez had the exact same chance and Ederson saved. Oh, he fucking mugged Otamendi. Yeah. Otamendi's been mugged off for the last three weeks and, and everyone just is accepting it. You know? <laughs> no, That's the problem. It's, it's like, like he, oh, he, Otamendi. he's accepted it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to make the doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And like I think again, I think Fernandinho alongside compared to DM, I'm the weak spot. <laughs> and I think again, I, I'm yeah, Fernandinho was the now it wasn't actually just Otamendi was the problem. It was Cancelo. Cancelo was just bombing forward needlessly. And like I get it, you want to try and stick your name in the in the team. You're playing on the opposite side. You need to start attacking and all that. But Jesus lads, you're going up against wolves who are designed to soak pressure and counter. That's what they do. That's why they're wolves. You know, and the fact that like this team came back from Turkey on Friday, you know, one day prep for Man City. And they won. And they won against Vegitas as well. So, like, I don't see how you could have, like, had such trouble against this Wolves team. But again, when you have, like, Wolves, very much like last season, they do better against the bigger teams because bigger teams attack them. And they just soak with all the pressure. Patricio made some great saves in around the hour mark because Silva had a great chance at goal as a free kick, hit the crossbar. And... Jesus didn't do much really Sterling did nothing Sterling was very quiet yeah and then uh, and then I have to say I have to give credit to Nuno Spar- uh, Santo here because he made the best tactical switch this season Adama Traore was playing right wing back and he has been all season that since the pre-season they're thinking okay we need to get Traore on the pitch because he's so fast and if he's on the bench he's wasted that's what they learned from last season yeah you know um, but obviously the system they play they can't they don't have natural wingers you know they always, everything goes through the centre so okay we're playing with right wing back uh, and basically have competition from Matt Doherty so brilliant you have, keep him on his toes and you have Adame there as a reason to play him right he's really good at wing back because obviously he's pacey and he has a decent cross in him and he's shit at shooting that's the theory okay what happens is um, Catroni goes off and Adame Troy goes play as a striker right which he's never played as a striker mm-hmm. uh, I think the closest he's ever been was uh, when he was playing for Borough and he plays as like a right winger. And that was Pulis's idea, mm-hmm. would you believe? Um, so that was the closest he's ever been to being a forward. But he has the pace to do it, especially when you're up against City who are bombing 10 players forward. And like, again, Cancelo and Otamendi are minding the shop. And Jesus Christ, they're like fucking only fools and horses minding that shop. Like, oh, they're Cancelo dropping... got born past so many times he wound up as a solid floppy carbon. But it's the unbelievable. The like the it two goals, ridiculous. The two goals were absolutely identical. That prick was, was, hell, he was on toast. Yeah, <laughs> he was. But the two goals were absolutely identical. Like, Jimenez run, cuts to Triari, 18 yards out, bam. He was saved Five so later. many times. Millennials are having him on for, for a fucking breakfast. <laughs> he's being credited as the Ultimately, downfall. Ultimately, his avocado toast Absolutely. Confirmed. He's been credited with the downfall of modern society. <laughs> he was fucking shy. Brilliant. Cancelo as well was fucking pants. Yeah. And, and this really is... Really bad. Like, how are these professional footballers? It's yeah. terrible. And there's very lack of creativity. Again, miss, losing the... Like, De Bruyne wasn't playing, so... But the funny thing is, right, they're not being played out of position. No. Cancelo's meant to be there. He's... Been there his entire career. Yeah. Otamendi has always been a centre back. He's never been in the. He's not like a fucking, uh, you know, a number 10. He hasn't adapted. Fi- yeah, yeah. Being asked to fill in at centre back, go for it, and he's no idea. He's played that position since he was fucking yay high. Yeah. That's what he's supposed Similar to be. Similar with Cancelo. Like, he's yay high as well. He's been, yay high. he's been playing that position, and they're terrible. Yeah. They're just terrible. Terrible, indeed. The, the lack of creativity from Man City, <clears> like. 
I don't know whether it w- for Man City support it would be should be worried because yeah. you've got some of the fucking best world class number tens like lining up mm. to play for Man City. Yeah, and if you can't you've get got, a, if you can't get Aguero scoring, you're but it all goes to Paul when the Bruyne is not playing. Like that it shouldn't be. The it case, shouldn't be the case. I agree with you. It shouldn't Silvers. be. I know. That's the problem. The, the Bruyne. Ones. The Bruyne is the network. <laughs> Like the Brian Fernandinho, fucking all these uh, Laporte, all these players. I can't get how like as you said like uh, about last week's games. You can't have like a multi a multi billion t- pound team, and then just say oh we're missing Laporte and the Brian. But that's what the reality is. They're losing crucial players, and they're not getting the results. When by all accounts they should be able to just hear Bernardo, you be our number ten. No problem, sir. How much do you, how many goals do you want? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's incredible how you can have so much of an embarrassment of riches. And you'd miss, well, again, if we miss Salah or Mane, if we miss both Salah and Mane, we'd be at the same situation. Yeah, but you're not a billion pound fucking. No, but that's, that, that's always the argument City fans have against their injury crises is that if you if we lost Van Dyke and Salah, would you still struggle? Would you struggle? So, of course, we struggle. But the difference is, like, we coach our players to, to behave like those players. Look at the Barcelona game. Losing for me, we lost, we had no Firmino, no Salah. What do we have? We had Origi, Shakiri. Bam, didn't need them. Yeah. We won 4-0. Yeah. And when Alden was wound up because he wasn't play, wasn't starting. Yeah. So there you have it there. We had one pissed off Dutchman, a, t- a midget fucking Swiss, well, yeah. and Divock Origi. Yeah, one pissed, <laughs> pissed off Dutch gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to piss off gymnasts. Exactly. They no, can but flip. That's, but that's just it. Like It was just mad. Yeah. But again, actually go back to Rachel's point. The fact that they're shamble at the back, mm. which by the way, they shouldn't be with a £70 million fucking goalkeeper. Completely agree, yeah. Um, who's really good, by the way. They shouldn't be a sham. All right, granted, they're a sham at the back. There are reasons we don't really buy them, but they've got some sort of tenuous grip in reality. The yeah. fact that they couldn't score—that's the—that's the kick in the tits there. Like that's that no, I know Aguero came close with a header or something like that. Now Rui Patricio, I really highly rate him as a goalkeeper. Brilliant keeper. I think he's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's already made save of the fucking season anyway. Um, but like they should with the plethora of firepower that they had. Mm. I know they've not got the milky bar kid, but they should have been They able should to, have created. They should have yeah. at least scored one. It's complacency. Like it's literally just like, oh leave it to him or leave it to the port. Like, That's how it. Now they're gone. You have yeah, no one doing terrible. the battle. Like, yeah. like I, I'm gonna take Sterling out of my fantasy football team at this rate because if he can't create against Wolves, like who the fuck is he gonna create against? Mm, mm, very true. I just to say like they it's so bad there now they can't even go for an attack as defence. Yeah. Or attack because as, they can't afford to attack as, the counter now, attack yeah. as policy because they keep getting done and there's no guarantee now I mean like, if you can't guarantee that Sergio Aguero literally the most consistent striker in history yeah it's proven the stats the numbers to back it up you're fucked man yeah exactly but it's yours this year to cheer up the blue side of Manchester <laughs> yes they weren't the only losing team no it was, a, it was a bad day for Manchester overall thank you for yeah. that segue Oh man, this is this is beautiful. Newcastle won Man United nil. I saw this coming a mile off. If we could put gifts in on our Spotify, I would have the like the chef Salt Bay. Yeah, just the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just 
sprinkling black and white fucking crisps. Like, don't get me wrong. This game was very low in quality. It was shite. But it was going to be. You know, it was going to be a bum fight. You knew that yeah, going absolutely. in. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Right? Not even with the electrified gloves. But you, th- you think, okay, well, who scored? Was it was a Saint Maximin who like was you no know, was had was no actually really good. Really good. Had no control over his legs, but he was really good. Yeah, that, that, like we, a we, newborn gazelle. Yeah, it's exactly how he played. Is it, no, like yeah, like Sacco two Yeah, exactly. Like, like, holy if, shit. If you don't know Mamadou Sacco, like, watch him and the, see how he plays. The fact that he wears like a luminous green boot yeah. just even highlights it even more. And his legs are so long. What? Yeah. 1930s Popeye. There's like a video <laughs> where he winds up a camel yes. to go running through the desert. And the camel's legs just are That's off. him. That, that's that, him. That, that's that's him accident. He's a yeah. wound up camel. He's a wound up camel. the 1930s. <laughs> Uh, but it's not racist. They did that. Nah, it, but it was what well, was really good. Um, like I said, and, and like I was gonna say, it wasn't like Joe Linton, the star striker. It wasn't Almiron, who's who's had no goals or assist. The, the worst name for a it. It wasn't striker. even Andy Carroll. It oh was, yeah, we got to see the return of the Mac. Yes, return of the Mac. <laughs> return of the mullet. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize it, but he's not falling drunk off a bar still. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's different, different angles. You see, you'll see it then. Wrecking the knee ligament. Yeah. But it was Longstaff. Maggie. No, not that Longstaff. It was the new Longstaff. Yeah. Because he has the a shorter brother. Shorter Longstaff. Shorter and more ginger Longstaff. Like, and ah, uh, look. In fairness, it was a he was the, he was super, brilliant. Super goal on your debut. Yeah. And he should have scored brother, beforehand like, as well. I know. Yeah. He, actually, to be honest with you, he shot beforehand in the first half. He where he just. Yeah fucking ding the bar like it was fucking brilliant yeah it was hilarious it was actually really good because his first touch actually his first touch sets up the volley that he yeah. bings off the bar but it's a, he actually did it wrong mm. he goes to trap the ball yeah his first touch is so bad he improvises with misses the ball misses the ball yeah. hits it into the ground and then dings up and he's like <laughs> oh great a fucking volley disc cunt <laughs> whack yeah exactly and it just goes showing it. more ingenuity in that one move that he did wrong mm. than the entire Manchester United yeah, yeah like this United this result abject really showed how horrible the United team is like the there's nothing there's nothing positive to take from this result for United very few shots on well, the ball the only positive they could take from this is that it wasn't more yeah probably they should they really they, and all, by all rights like Matty Lonsat deserved the brace he deserved yes. to score that first one and then the second goal was really good. It was yeah. a really good team goal, actually. Yes, it, it was. was. It was Almiron who was doing nothing all match except diving and being annoying. And I was while he gave out a fantastic ball from the like fullback position. Yeah, to St. Maximum. I was going, oh, here we go. Here's his fucking gobshite again. And then he gives the ball to St. Maximum. It was like, oh, we're all slagging his legs, going everywhere. And then, and then he Williams, gives a brilliant yeah. ball. In, and then Williams does the whole step over thing. And that was brilliant. And then... Fucking thump and finish. Yeah, brilliant. Ah, oh, it was good. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm delighted. And, you know, Manchester and you know what the amazing oh. thing is? Like, you think, okay, all hands to pump United team. But they didn't. They didn't have anything. No. They had Daniel no replies. James, who obviously has two names, so it's obviously Can't be trusted, yeah. No, um, he, he, like we were saying, like, he was the only one who seemed to be trying. Yeah. Him and Ashley Young. But when Ashley Young... It was, like he wasn't even given a hundred percent. He was given. Uh, he actually could have. He could have been giving a hundred percent. But at this age, who knows what it's that is like? It's very hard to tell. It's very hard to tell nowadays. It's it's intermittent really. But yeah, it, that was a fun match to watch for the neutral or the for the people who hate United. Definitely, yeah. And uh, yeah. And that is our champion. And that's our Premier League rundown done. Um, I'm not going to tell you who's top of the league. 
because that is bad luck. Crazily enough, Arsenal are a point behind the champions despite having not enough put in a single convincing performance the entire season. Football is fucked. <laughs> You're now in competition with Leicester, Palace, Chelsea, Burnley, Bournemouth, West Ham... Leeds, maybe I don't know. I haven't checked lately. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm just I'm just gonna stick purely now with the NFL and the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it is football because the Seahawks are ripping it up now in this season. Oh, 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 <laughs> WSL and yeah, uh, actually, yeah, we we'll go. I'll go hard in on the uh, win. Actually, actually, no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's the title of the video. <laughs> We're going hard in on the women. Hard in, hard in on the women. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, we can get Leah Williamson to fuck up an intro for this one as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, our next segment, guys, as part of the rundown, is your vision. Oh. not going to be a good segment for me and I told you this yes and you suggested it as a segment you've, you've had two weeks to look at a Europe match in Europe right? like, yeah and I haven't because I go to college these nights oh, this is just excuses right it's just nothing but excuses you were listening to one of the games during one of the lectures yeah now, good, granted the fact the game was so bad you actually almost switched back to the lecture mm. I can't like whatever, <laughs> whatever about listening to a sneaky audio on my headphones sneaky oh, audio like <laughs> There's no chance I'm gonna be able to live stream RTE player. It doesn't work. No, that's a good point actually. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, remember that's where that's what we're paying our TV license for, lads. RTE player, <laughs> right there. I pay two TV licenses and oh, I still get shit. That's service. nasty. That's somehow even worse. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm gonna just like probably sit back and have a nap. You have a nap and we'll talk about uh, European football, so and sleep. Right, <laughs> so the way the segment works is we uh, I'm going to rattle through the results from the Champions League and selected ones from the Europa League and if we have seen the match we'll talk about it. Woo! So, uh, first match on my list is from Group A, Real Madrid 2, Club Bruges 2. Actually, I'm going to jump back in and just say I actually do not know any of the results. Yeah. Don't even know the results. Oh, this is even better. <laughs> this is the so gimmick this is, now. This is, this is new to me. Oh yeah, this is fantastic, right? So, um... Actually, no, let's, let's make it a game then, right? Okay, so it was 2-2. Club Bruges was leading 2-0 <laughs> at the Bernabeu. Okay. I'm not even joking about that, right? Real Madrid are a the, fucking dumpster. The, 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 the uh, player, I think his name is like Dominic or something like that. Anyway, he's, a, he's like one of, the, one of those type of names. Dennis. Dennis, that's the one. And he was, uh, <laughs> Okay, so that's why Dennis was trending. Yes. <laughs> wasn't like Hurricane Dennis or anything like that, right? <laughs> So he scored like it was one on one. It was actually a Courtois fumble, right? I've he was taken off at of half him time. Celebrating and doing the Ronaldo, Ronaldo thing. Yes. So okay, now I have context as to who this guy is and why he was celebrating. Continue. This is the magic of Eurovision, lads. Um, so yeah, um, <clears throat> so it was two 0 at half time. Uh, Courtois was playing so badly he was subbed at half time for Arola, right? 
Uh, Ramos then got a go Apparently back. for gastroenteritis. He, Although there's a huge rumour flying around. Mm. He's pregnant. Do, 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 do. And it's Sergio Ramos's. Do, 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 do. That he had an anxiety attack. Oh, I'd say that's entirely possible. But apparently the club have issued a statement saying absolutely not. He's not been diagnosed with anxiety or depression or any other kind of mental illness. He had a severe bout of gastroenteritis and felt he couldn't continue at half time. Cool. I, I'm willing to believe that. So, this uh, ended badly for Bruges because they got a player sent off in the 84th minute and Casemiro equalised a minute later. Which is oh, a shame. Shit. Yep. So, Group A then uh, was a... That one really rescued it. Like, had really Madrid, did. Like, like, had Madrid not won that... Like that was potentially them out. Of there the could have been riots. Yeah, that, that was also them out of the group. I'm, I'm talking about their more than likely, yeah, yeah. qualification. Like they're claiming an in. Like they now only have a chance of second. Yeah, they're 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 splitting points with uh, Galatasaray at the minute. Although, in all fairness, that's what's brilliant Oof. about that is that yeah, I know. If they go Oof. in second Oof. in that group, that leads up to a fucking. That's going to be a super kind of last sixteen. Grand finale, yeah. yeah. More points and win the group. <laughs> Sort of goals. They're nowhere near four eighty. Yeah, <laughs> they never will be at this age. Dance. Uh, PSG beat Galatasaray one 0 away from home thanks to Maro Icardi goal. Uh, two games in a row he scored for PSG. I always forget he plays for Paris Saint Germain. It's a, it's a long deal. I keep, yeah. I keep thinking he's still at the Milan club. Yeah, it, it, on Yeah, I keep, keep keep thinking he's still at Inter. It was like a deadline day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out. And then it's like, oh, Icardi scores for Paris. What? Oh yeah! Is this FIFA again? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not because it would be bugged as hell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, Group B then was Red Star Belgrade beating Olympiacos three one, um, which is a bit of a surprising good, good result. For them. But the, the yeah, good for them. Whoever they are. Yeah. <laughs> very surprising result, but not surprising because the other result in the group, Tottenham two, Bayern Munich seven. Oh! Oh yeah! <laughs> right. <laughs> I watched this match. Oh. Okay, I watched this match, but I missed the second this half. This match is the reason died. for your card. Yeah, I know. I totally forgot. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. This is this is this is why we have her on the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, this game was fucking brilliant from start to finish. It's my favorite game this season. Even even if I've missed, I'd say maybe twenty minutes out of it. The first half alone was so good because it was literally Spurs have an attack score a goal Munich have an attack score a goal like there's like three goals in the game that I could say were just fucking top notch finishing Son was on fucking great form scored the first goal then Joshua Kimmage um, decided like do you know what no one else is scoring so I'll just go top corner yeah easy no problem one all then it was like two then it was like two yeah, one I was about to say that yeah. like, like Spurs lost by seven goals and not one of them could be attributed to Loris yeah, he had no chance with all seven goals. It's so weird because, like, in the first half, like the the goal that really fucked them was the first Lewandowski goal, which was just before half time. Mm. And like, and like, it was like one of those games that's on such a knife edge that like a goal like that at such a crucial time will fuck the other team up like permanently. Like it could have been the other way around, and Spurs might have scored, but I don't think Munich would have capitulated to such a degree. Um, because they ended the first half, and Spurs were still in the game by all accounts. After going starting the second half, but just beyond the say, I don't know the the sixtieth minute, they were just their heads were gone. Nabry was scoring like a goal, 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 goal. Lewandowski goal. Like Spurs got a penalty and like that they weren't even celebrating it. Like it was just they 
like it was six two at that stage, and then and then Nabry got another one after that, and I was just like, it, it's it's such a it was such a bizarre game to look at in the second half, but it was so fantastic the first because two the both teams were just having a go at each other. Yeah, but the, Spurs the, ran out of steam so quickly. Yeah, the go, the goals for Bayern right so. 15-45, right? So that's the first mm. half goals. The second half, the goals were 53, 55, 83, 87, 88. Yeah. <laughs> like they just, and it wasn't even that, but the, t- the player was just, all the players, Spurs players were just like, just sit standing there. They were so stationary. They just lost their heads and just didn't want to, didn't bother. And the thing is that... that half an hour for his hat-trick. Yeah. 53 and 83rd minute. Incredible. His first and second. And the thing is, oh, like... First and third. And the thing is, like, he, was, he wasn't necessarily in the game in the first half, but he just got so much space. Like, Rose just stopped playing. Vertonghen <laughs> stopped playing. It was just... It was <laughs> mental. Mental game. I don't know how every time anybody says, oh, Rose was not playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Danny Rose. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I'm not fond of him. So, yeah, I had forgotten about this game, and I'm sad that I forgot about it. Just, like because obviously I didn't see it I mm. uh, I was in college doing college work and yeah. I was getting the messages and I was actually not believing what you were saying <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just fucking winding me up because I had no way of checking this mm. and because where I am in college there's very little signal but messenger seems to work quite well so the, these mess, but I couldn't check on Twitter to see if you were taking the piss out of me. Yeah. So I was just going on, like, what the fuck? That's not true. And it was like, Gnabry has scored four. And I was like, didn't even care who was looking at me, but I celebrated in college. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> and I sent a snap uh, to uh, my father in law type thing uh, of uh, me with my four fingers up. And, uh, it was like, Gnabry, our man, and he hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship uh, is still going on, by the way, just to be clear. But she's no longer allowed at the Christmas dinner. No, no, I have been banned. Oh, yeah, you are off the card list. <laughs> but You're getting no dowry, madam. Either that or she's referred to solely as that red and white bitch. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, that's more. Uh, that's better than what I was being referred yeah. to. So. Um, but yeah, no, Ganabri then tweeted and Instagrammed. Yeah. Saying North London is red, red. and I just swooned. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So Group C then. That, that was my proof. Sorry, that is the first thing. So as soon as I got signal, I checked Instagram because you know, and the, the first thing that popped up on my timeline was Gnabry, like North London is red, and I was like, oh my god, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. So we want to Group C then. Um, this is Man City's group. We'll start off with Atalanta Shakhtar Donetsk. Atlanta opened the scoring, but Shakhtar came back and win won two one. Last minute uh, winner from. Solomon, who we don't know. No, don't know. Yeah. Uh, Man City um, had a bit of a struggle against Dino Zagreb. Uh, not much in the first half. Sterling scored in the, fir- in the uh, second half, and then Phil Foden, uh, with his third minute of the game of his season, scoring a goal. So I don't know what he has to do to get into Man City side. Uh, Apparently, kill, kill his grandmother. He feels sorry for him. And fucking play him. And it's like, yeah, but you're the one who's in charge of how he gets minutes. <laughs> yeah. so stop feeling sorry for him and just play him. Yeah, no, I do feel like they're putting all their energy into Europe at the minute. And it's, uh, it might seem like that way, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so the group stage is not the crucial part. It's quarterfinals onwards. That's the that's that's where you need to concentrate on. Like, yeah. You know, not with that kind of group, that's to be the fair. the meat of the pie, yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah, they got the, the fucking easiest hand. Lucky come. Mm. They always do. Yeah. They always come out with the fucking and, and Atalanta ridiculous are the most easy group. I don't even know where Atalanta are from. Italy. Italia. They qualified. They qualified over Roma. Ah. 
Yeah. Okay. They're completely, they're a wide open team. The like. most non Italian sounding name <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not made at all. It's like, Atalanta. No, it doesn't no. sound right. Made up, <laughs> made up nonsense. <laughs> Group D then was a 3 0 win for Juventus against Leverkusen and a 2 0 win against Loco Modosco for Atletico Madrid. Uh, we obviously didn't see those. No. Mm-hmm. No. no. Uh, group uh, moving on to Wednesday kickoffs. Then Group E was a nil all win, nil all win for us anyway. Genk and Napoli because uh, taking points off our main rivals in the yeah. group. Thank you very much. And then we had a very fun game against Red Bull Salzburg that um, started off disgustingly flavored sugary. No, no, they're the real Red Bull Salzburg. Oh, well, oh yeah, they were. They're the real ones. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Call them that. Yeah, that's fine. It's Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Leipzig as a yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, this is again a really fun game, but for all the wrong reasons. Oh, this is the guy with the Norwegian... The Norwegian... The unit. Unit. Yes. yes. So, Manny scored very early on to start us off. Andy Robertson got a goal in. Salah got a goal in. And we're cruising. We're fucking cruising in the first half, right? So, see it out then and back in the second half. And we're, again, we're just ticking away. In between them, uh, before the, the end of the first half, uh, Hyung Hong Wang got a... Uh, I think it's that, that's his name. Hyung Min Wang? I think so. Uh, Wang got a, just a cracking goal from outside the box and just like it's just actual talent and actual class there uh, so that kind of gave Salzburg a bit of a an, an, a window an opportunity mm-hmm. to attack us and that's exactly what they did because it came out in the in the second half we did not uh, we just looked like we looked rattled for the first time properly this season until I say maybe the no actually no I think it's the first time we've seen seen properly rattled mm-hmm. uh, Minamino scored a fantastic goal as well from uh, from uh, outside the box just a beautiful curling shot just fuck there's so much talent in the Salzburg team I can't wait to sign some of them later on <laughs> uh, and then and here's the gas thing the unit Holland wasn't playing was didn't start the game he came on in the 60th minute and scored with his first touch mm-hmm. that's how good he was unit um, but the defending just went completely the pot mentally we looked knackered like we, we, we looked really it was all complacency there was nothing wrong with our fitness or anything like that now thankfully we made the right switch in between this which was Milner coming on for Henderson uh, just completely different mindset. Milner just got his fucking just knuckled down, scurried around, and Salah got a goal back in the 69 minutes, and that was basically it. Salzburg huffed and puffed. Well, we 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 once Milner was on, everyone kind of calmed their heads a bit. You know, mm-hmm. we, it was a kind of good calming uh, uh, decision from Klopp really, and that kind of explained why Milner was pl- started the Leicester game as well because maybe it was the fact like just keep the the team in the same kind of like composed um, feeling, I guess. But uh, this is just a crazy game. I was like. I, I, in the second half I was going what the fuck are we doing like I, I, like Salzburg are a good team by their own account but when you, when you say like oh best team in Austria you're, lose, you're, you're losing yeah. to in Anfield you know no it's just a, it's just one of those weird games in a vacuum Group F then was a 2-0 win for uh, Borussia Dortmund against Slavia Prague and uh, the big game from the group was a 2-1 win for Barcelona against Inter Milan mm-hmm. Lateral Martinez scoring for Inter in the second minute yeah. And Barcelona were not great, really. Actually, funnily enough, literally hilariously enough, and they kind of parlance. Yeah. Parlance there. Inter and Juve are playing right now, and Martinez has just scored. There you have it. She's uh, good. Penalty after t- the Leet decided, instead of heading a ball out, uh, heading across, <coughs> decided to elbow it out. 70 million euros well spent. Literally, actually, yeah. just he literally just punched the ball out. Yeah. Like, Gas style. <laughs> Excellent. In his own box. Yeah. Uh, Luis Suarez saving uh, Barca's bacon here. Very much so. <laughs> Suarez, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Group G then had Leon beating uh, Deep River Rock Leipzig 2 0, thanks to Memphis Depay and uh, Michel Terrier, which is his actual name. Hmm. Uh, Zenith St. Petersburg beat Benfica 3 1. That group is going to be fun at the end because I think that's like three points a pop for each one. So, well done there. Uh, Chelsea got their first, Frank Lampard got his first Champions League win as a Chelsea manager as they beat Lille 2 1. Not a great game by all accounts, but they won, so that's all that matters. Three points count, maybe. Yeah. And Ajax, uh, very much the best team in that group, uh, beating Valencia 3 0. Uh, three different goal scorers as well. So Ajax, fuck the young and fuck the licked. We have plenty still in, the, in yeah. the tank. Well, if you want people punching the ball out in your own box, that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. sell them off for 70 million quid. Indeed. I like that policy. Yes. So we're going to dip into the Europa League real quick to deal with the uh, teams relevant to us. Celtic beat Cluj 2-0, revenge for knock us out for the Champions League. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. stuck in the Europa League forever and ever. Yeah. Never ending. Uh, Arsenal 4, standard Liège 0. Neil, you watched this game. Yes, it Tell is. us all about this. It was fucking brilliant. Uh, Martinelli pretty much just tore an entire team to shreds hmm. from a position which Emery then went and said isn't actually his best one. But that's Emery talking. But so. that's Emery talking, yes. Apparently, left wing is uh, Martin Lally's preferred position. He was actually deployed there today. Mm-hmm. He came on in place of Pepe. Um, and then Saka switched over. Yes. And then Martin Lally went to the left wing and he fucking tore it up there. So there might be something to it. Although I just generally believe that Martin Lally's a fucking stunning talent. And we really should be counting whatever lucky mm. stars and praying to whatever gods that we pray to. Yeah. That we have him because he looks fucking brilliant. We were saying this his in the Bournemouth analysis. Yeah, that, his, first, yeah. his first goal, the headed goal, doesn't look like much until you see it from the angle that he's at. Mm. Tierney wobs the cross in. Tierney picks him out and it's just brilliant because he's got a defender in front of him trying to stop the cross. Yeah. And Martin Lee's got the guy beasting him basically. Yeah. He still has the defender to beat. Now, the defender who's marking Tierney actually does a decent enough job. Mm-hmm. Tierney has to go quite wide. Yeah. Uh, and also what that means is that Martin Lee's done the run, so he can't stop. Yeah. He has to keep running, which tightens the angle. So when the cross gets whipped in, and it's got an awful lot of swaz on it, mm. hell a lot of swaz, Martin Lee just glances it in, and it's just, when you see the angle... Yeah, because all like, the power's in the ball, that yeah, is you just, just have to redirect it. obscene level. Yeah. There's no right to score from that thing. Absolutely no respect for the goalkeeper whatsoever. <laughs> Love it. And it's also, it was, it was a very positive result for, as you mentioned, the Bournemouth analysis, Tierney and Bellerin getting yeah. minutes in. Holding. Uh, holding, yeah, as well. Yeah. So All of them played full but night. Mustafi yeah. actually had... Really Mustafi's like, actually, Mustafi, undefeated. Actually, funnily enough, Mustafi was the one who set off the, the move the, for the first one yeah. Yeah. with a 60-65 yard cross field mm. pass right onto Tierney's fucking napper yeah it was brilliant yeah. <laughs> it was really really must not be undefeated this season that's just saying there was I think twice I think in the game where yeah like twice in the game where he had the ball and tried to calmly play it out and pass it straight to the whoever we were playing who were we playing Liege Liege um, Eurovision ladies and gentlemen yeah <laughs> Uh, again, I, I do not need to say I did not get to watch this game. Very uh, evident. And uh, yeah, no, but like I, in the audio commentary that I was getting for this, which was sporadic, um, was that he had passed the ball straight to the opposition twice, but then recovered. So, mm. you know. Checks and swings and yeah. yeah, indeed. No, but it was great. Uh, four great goals. Uh, Martin Lodi's second the goal. Sabios getting a goal. Sabios getting in a goal. Uh, funnily enough, hilariously enough, it's, it's, I think, I did send you the video clip of it, didn't I? Yeah, I did, it, it wouldn't load, though. Oh, motherfuckers. Yeah, the, the link I used was quite odd. 
essentially what has happened is it actually could have went down as a Martinelli goal. Mm. So Martinelli, <laughs> they've in the box. It's all a scuffle. He's run in. He's got the ball and he's run and he's literally on the line. Yeah. He's about two, maybe sorry, two or three yards from the near post. Yeah. And the goalkeeper's there. And he audaciously, and he just does this. Actually, weird. It reminds me a lot of a goal that Alexis Sanchez scored for us, mm. whereby he'd run to the byline, but he was clearly going too fast to stop. Yeah. So what he'd done is, is he turned and hit the ball kind of with the outside of his foot. Yeah. Just so that when it's and spin the, the ball balls spinning like a lunatic. Yeah. So he knows all he has to do is just get it up yeah. over the keeper. So when it hits the ground, it'll just spin in. Yeah. And that's exactly what Martinelli <laughs> has done, only for the fact that. So Bias has seen the defender run in. Yeah. And he's just gone, ah, fuck. Got the, I'll, got I'll got make the first sure. Touch, I'll yeah. make sure. But the way Martinelli's just chipped the keeper there from four yards mm. straight over and it would have gone in. Ah, oh, it's just insane. Yeah. Oh, it, it seemed no, like it's, no it's, respect. Very much seemed like Martinelli's coming out party, really. That kind oh, of yeah. 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 I mean, he got, he, got, he got minutes in the Premier League today yeah. and I guarantee that was purely based off his performance. Well, listen, like, like I said, it's, I know it's going to be hard to get in with like Aubameyang and Lacazette there. Mm-hmm. But as I said, that's what the Europa League is there for. Yeah. Like, that's what the League Cup is going to be there for. It also might actually benefit him that he's seen more as a left winger. Now, yeah. whether or not you believe maybe, that's maybe. erroneous or not, because as a central striker, he is just not going to get in ahead of Aubameyang no, and Lacazette. that's fair, yeah. And not only that, but I, most Arsenal fans would agree Martinelli should knock it in ahead of Aubameyang or Lacazette mm-hmm. but on the left wing there's, there's space there there's space there yeah absolutely and, and, oh, okay, it's Arsenal like we don't play players in specific positions like if you're put on the left wing at Arsenal it's not like you're hugging the byline for the entire game you can cut in yeah it's very yeah. fluid and he, he prefers yeah. to, when he plays left he prefers to go and it suits everyone else as well he can cut yeah. in on his right exactly okay so we move on to Rangers and also Willock's first Sorry. goal as well for the group of 12 oh Brilliant. was that the first goal I thought he played again Brilliantly well, well picked. Oh. I don't my head. He scored it for Forest. Scored against Forest. Did no? he score? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty Did sure he scored against Forest. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, I think so. But oh, it was a Saka I'm thinking of. That was Saka who scored against Forest. I thought it was, I thought it was both of them. We go to Varane anyway. What was that? Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Yes, Nelson. Yes, yes. Nelson. Not well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it was Nelson's first goal. Yes. Which was brilliant. Yeah. Very um, good. No, the four great goals. Great performance. Solid performance. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, love and editing. Actually, funnily enough, my highlight of the match <laughs> wasn't any of the goals, even though they were all wonderful. There was a brilliant moment. We were 4-0 up. Yeah. Liga had broken forward. Uh, their left winger is just pegged it down the left flank mm-hmm. and a slung in a cross. Maitland-Niles is pretty much... Now, he can meet the cross. He can get there. The cross is coming kind of at knee height for him, so mm. it might be slightly awkward, but he could have done it. There's nobody, with it, but there's nobody around him. But instead of doing anything with the cross, mm-hmm. he lets it dribble by. He lets it go by him, not realising that there's a standard league player there to meet it. Yeah. So the player picks it up, cuts inside Maitland-Niles and fires it. Now, he's fired a shot straight at Martinez. Yeah. And Martinez just palms it out. And the instant Martinez has palmed the ball out, he sees it, it's gone, it's safe. He just turns around and you can see it on the camera and he's screaming, Ainsley, Ainsley, Ainsley. And you know he's just giving him a fucking earful I was like he's giving him an earful a 4-0 up yeah that's what I want to see <laughs> and I'm, lo- I'm loving the fact now we've two solid keepers yeah. Martinez is brilliant yeah he had a great loan spell at um, Reading Reading yeah really good 
so Rangers then um, they took the lead against BSG Young Boys um, but unfortunately Young Boys came back in the second half and won 2-1 with a last minute uh, winner and there is definitely an uneditable joke about Rangers loving Young Boys in there that could be made that yeah. might being undone by boys well, for, well unfortunately that's a Celtics job or boys yeah, yeah BHO wise yes <laughs> uh, Wolves as you mentioned went to Turkey went to Istanbul and came out with a 1-0 win Willie Bolly scoring in the last kick of the game it's kind of their habits yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the one game where definitely have nothing to talk about is AZ nil Man United nil a purely abject game that was all blamed on AstroTurf <laughs> yeah that's Man United season wrapped up so that is our rundown done um, thank you for listening we'll yeah. see you soon <laughs>